Welcome to the Root and Remedy podcast, where we discuss all things women's health, hormones, fertility, and body confidence. I'm your host, Vanessa, a women's health nutritionist and the co-founder of Root and Remedy Wellness. You can find our membership as well as all other resources at rootandremedywellness.com. In today's episode, I'm introducing you to your new BFF, your morning routine. We're going to talk about the importance of having a good quality morning routine, all of the benefits of setting yourself up for success when it comes to your morning routine, and what you want to make sure that you include in order to get the most bang for your buck. Because a lot of us are busy. We've got things to do. We've got work to get to. We've got kids to take care of. And we want to make sure that not only are we putting ourselves first in the morning to set ourselves up for a great day, but that we're not taking hours in the morning. And there's this joke that goes around in the health and wellness world that once you discover the importance of a morning routine, you're like a slave to that morning routine. So if you don't have your like full three hour spread of like journaling and 45 minutes of meditation and a cold plunge and all of these crazy things, then your day sucks. And that's not really realistic. So most of us don't have a couple hours in the morning that we can devote to our morning routine. If you do fantastic, then everything we talk about today, you can drag out, you can add to it. You can really soup it up to make sure that it's the best start to your day for you individually. But most of us, we want to take like 30 to 40 minutes max in the morning to set our our day up for us to feel our best. And the beauty of a morning routine is that it's going to give you a lot more energy and it's also going to help you sleep much deeper at night. And that compounds over time. The better you sleep, the more energy you have the next day and vice versa. The more energy you have and the better you can set up your day, the better you're going to sleep at night. And then that train just keeps running. And over time, you can go from feeling groggy, tired, sluggish, like exhausted in the morning, feeling completely disoriented, like you can't be productive, like you're always procrastinating to actually having a lot of energy. You, you kind of have like a little like um, hop in your step when you wake up in the morning. And that's exactly what we're looking for. And if you are more so on the other end of the spectrum where you're feeling pretty trash in the morning and it takes a lot for you to get out of bed or you're a classic snoozer, like you hit the snooze button a hundred times and you can't help it, we're going to help you get to the bottom of that. And it will take time. So don't be discouraged if you're not feeling incredible within the first two days of starting this new morning routine. You're going to take a little bit of time to figure out, and I usually recommend like a couple weeks to try out different things, try out different orders, see what works best for you and your body and for your overall energy levels. Because everybody's a little bit different, though we want to have some of the core main things in our morning routine, your order for how and where you place each thing might just be a little bit different. And that's totally okay. That's actually great. We want you to make it work best for you and for you to individualize it. So when it comes to the importance of a morning routine, the number one thing is that we are so, so impressionable in the morning. We are waking up in this kind of dreamlike state and there is so much research and data to suggest that that first 30 to 60 minutes is some of your most impressionable time throughout your entire day. So what that means is that first 30 to 60 minute minutes really sets the tone for the rest of your day. So one of the worst things that you can do before we get into what you are going to start doing and a few things you want to include, let's talk about some things to avoid. And trust me, like I've almost even doing this episode as like a note to self because it's, it's hard. A morning routine is tough. Sometimes you're on your shit and you're doing it for weeks on end and you feel amazing. And then it just takes a small thing or a little bit of overwhelm and you kind of fall off that morning routine. And next thing you know, you're just scrolling Instagram first thing in the morning, even though you know you shouldn't be. 
And that's okay. It's all about getting back on track, you finding a routine that works well for you, and at the very least, putting forth the effort. So maybe you don't do everything all at once, but you're taking small steps and you're at least trying to nix and cut out the bad habits that are setting your day up and making you feel less than optimal. So one of the main things we don't want to do in the morning is number one, go on your phone first thing. There, I'm sure you've heard about this before, but that state that we're talking about in the morning, very impressionable. You don't want to be at the mercy of everybody else's schedule. Your day and your morning is for you. There's the classic quote, if you don't design your life, somebody else will. And if the first thing that you're doing is answering emails, scrolling on Instagram, checking DMs, checking texts, you are literally putting yourself at the mercy of everybody else's schedule, everybody else's to-do list. Essentially, you're saying all of their needs are more important than your own. And when we say it that way, we know that's not true. Obviously, if you've got young children or you live with a partner, then that's maybe a little bit different. Of course, day to day, you need to consider their needs. Sometimes you do genuinely need to put their needs above yours. But when it comes to Instagram and emails and texts, there is no business you checking those things first in the morning before you even take care of yourself to begin with. So that's something we want to avoid. Not only does it set you up to be very reactive throughout your day, because now you're putting out fires, you're probably going to get some kind of stressful email, or maybe you even just look at your inbox and you see 40 emails and you're like, oh, I'm not going to answer those, but now you've stepped into what we call like an anxiety cost. So now you're going to be thinking about those emails. Oh my God, this person is sending me this here. I got this unexpected bill there. I'm late on a payment here. Oh my gosh, I haven't followed up with this person there. And you're now stressing yourself out for literally no reason because it's not like you can answer those emails right away. But now you're thinking about those emails constantly or those texts constantly. And that is literally taking up real estate and space in your brain. And it's preventing you from being able to focus on yourself, to calm down, to get done what you need to get done in the morning, to set yourself up for your best day possible. So a really easy way that I like to think about a morning routine that I find really helps me is think about just the one day. Of course, whenever we think about change, we want to think about how long we're going to implement it for. And if you've listened to the podcast before, you know, I'm all about sustainability. We don't do any like crazy challenges or we don't do like 30 day protocols that you give up on, on 30 in 30 days. We're all about making sustainable long-term change so that you can reap the results for literally years to come. Like you don't start something to stop it. You start it to continue it for the rest of your life or else the benefits are going to stop, right? You want to make sure that it's, it's sustainable and that it's realistic for you. But when it comes to change in the health and wellness world, but especially your morning routine, it can feel a little bit daunting to say, okay, I'm going to do this every single day. I want you to just take the one day. So when you wake up in the morning, you're like, I'm going to do this this morning, just today. Think about one decision at a time. And then it's a lot less heavy than saying, I'm going to try to do this for the next three months or the next 30 days or the next year, or I'm never going to stop doing this. I have to make sure I do this every single day. Even if that is the end goal, which is great, of course, that is kind of the root of it all that you're doing it to sustain it. It still feels very, very intimidating and can feel very overwhelming. So instead, let's just take it one decision, one morning at a time. So if you're listening to this today, then you're going to think about, okay, how am I going to set myself up for success tomorrow? What am I going to experiment with? What is one change I'm going to make? How am I going to implement something that Vanessa talks about today to help myself feel better during the day and have a better sleep at night? 
And I'm just going to take that one decision at a time. I'm going to do that one thing that next day. And then I'm going to try to wake up and do it again and again and again and again. And that is more so the secret to that long-term change. Because of course, your goal is to not stop. But if you intimidate yourself and you try to bite off more than you can chew, you're going to leave yourself feeling disappointed if you don't continue on with these changes. Or maybe you miss a day here and there, which is totally fine and totally normal. You're going to take it in stride as opposed to setting this massive lofty goal. We're just going to take it one day at a time. So we talked a little bit about what we don't want to do in the morning. We don't want to be on our phone first thing, which most of us are. So we're going to talk about some tips and tricks for that. Because if your phone is on your bedside table, you bet your bottom dollar you're going to go for it and not even realize you're going for it. We are all literally so quickly programmed to go on our phone and not even realize you're going on your phone. Sometimes it's a little alarming how quickly it happens. So we need to put barriers in place so that that doesn't happen. Another thing you don't want to do is stay inside all morning in the dark. So at the very least, we want to open the blinds, open the windows, if you can, of course, like weather permitting, and try to make the room as bright as possible. But something you don't want to do is stay even just inside, but especially in the darkness all morning. If you are someone who's very slow to wake up, that actually tells us that your stress hormones are out of balance. If you're someone who takes like two hours to really feel much better and you're groggy in the morning, you're slow, you're tired, you're sluggish, that actually tells us that you're not getting the right signal of cortisol in the morning, for example, or those healthy stress hormones that get you out of bed, that give you motivation to start your day. And we want to work together to help rebalance that system so that your nervous system is primed and ready and you are feeling up and at them as soon as you wake up in the morning. You're not dragging your feet until 10 a.m. when you woke up at seven and now you can finally feel like you can get some work done. That's the opposite of what we want. So we don't want to stay inside in the darkness. We don't want to go on our phone. We don't want to feel reactive. And we also don't want to just feel like we don't know what to do. When you haven't made a decision, so if you don't know, if you don't have a morning routine, you're going to do whatever. You're going to watch TikTok, you're going to watch YouTube, you're going to sit and scroll on your phone because you don't know what you're expecting of yourself. You haven't made a decision yet, but after I'm hoping, listening to this episode, you're now going to say, okay, this is what I'm going to put in my morning routine. At the very least, this is the decision I'm making to spend my first 30 minutes doing XYZ or my first 15 minutes or the first thing I do in the morning is going to be one of these steps. And at the very least, that's going to help to set the tone for the rest of your day. So let's get into what we want our morning routine to look like. The three main components we want in a morning routine when it comes to keeping it like super, super simple, sunlight, movement, and food. And I'm also going to put hydration in the food category because we also are going to give you some minerals, but overall we want sunlight, hydration, and maybe we'll say nourishment instead of food. Those three things are going to help to reset and rebalance something called your circadian rhythm. So if you've listened to previous episodes, we talk a lot about the circadian rhythm and that's essentially your 24 hour biological clock. It runs literally your entire body, all of your organs, all of your body systems and functions and if you are feeling like trash when you wake up in the morning and then you're usually feeling wired but tired at night, your sleep's all over the place, you never really feel fully energized, you're always kind of dragging your feet, or you you just feel like you should be more energetic than you are, like maybe you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and you're like, listen, I feel like I should have more energy than this. This is a little bit crazy. Like if this is the time in my life where I should be feeling my best, why am I feeling so crappy? And that's usually because your circadian rhythm is out of balance. And when that circadian rhythm isn't functioning properly, you are in a constant state of jet lag. That's essentially what's happening. Your body isn't synced with the natural light and dark cycles of your environment. And your body is literally struggling to optimize that function, to 
know when is it morning? When is it nighttime? What should I, my body be doing throughout the day? How should I create this cortisol in the morning and then this melatonin at night and balance out all of these hormones? It's so important that we're optimizing the circadian rhythm. And the three most important things that affects that circadian rhythm is sunlight, movement, and food or nourishment. So the first thing that we're going to do as soon as we wake up in the morning and in order for you to be able to get this step, you may need to do something else first, but this is going to be to not look at your phone. So the first thing that you're going to try to do is wake up, get out of bed, make your bed if you can, and then we're going to hydrate. So this is a few steps, right? You're trying to balance things that you are doing with things that you aren't doing. So number one is that we're not going on our phone first thing. That Even if this is all you take away from the episode, that is going to be such a beautiful, massive, amazing change that you make in your morning is not going on your phone first thing. But in order to do this, we don't want to just plug your phone in on your nightstand and then say, oh, I'm going to try not to go on my phone in the morning. Even though you wake up, your alarm is on your phone. You literally have to grab your phone to turn it off. And then boom, you're already scrolling through TikTok. It's 30 minutes later and you feel like crap and you don't even know where the morning went. So before the night before in order to set you up for a healthy and happy morning routine we're going to charge our phone in a different room or at the very least on the other side of the room so even if you do need to still have your phone be your alarm clock and i do recommend getting a separate alarm clock you can literally get a used alarm clock on facebook marketplace on amazon like literally anywhere my favorite is the phillips alarm clock it wakes you up with like a really bright light and it kind of simulates the sun and that also does like birds chirping or you can do the radio i got it used so i got it for like a quarter of the price um because it's usually i think like 200 bucks and i got it for 50 dollars. it was the best purchase ever now i don't need to sleep with my phone next to my head or right on my nightstand and then i'm less inclined to go on my phone first thing in the morning because you saying that your alarm clock is your phone is a pretty crappy excuse to have your phone right next to your bed you can buy an alarm clock you don't even need to get the fancy one you can just buy a regular one and have the radio wake you up or some kind of music that would be amazing but at the very least until you get that alarm clock charge your phone on the other side of your room so at least you have to get up out of your bed because even that small action of you getting up standing up walking over to turn off that alarm will give you a little bit of space so that you're not just reaching over turning off the alarm and grabbing your phone lying in bed because that's going to keep you lazy that's going to keep you lying down and you're probably going to start scrolling on some kind of media so in order for you to set yourself up for success the next day we kind of have to prepare the night before charge your phone somewhere else either in a different room or at the other side of your bed and make sure that when you wake up in the morning, you can turn that off. And then we want to go downstairs or wherever your kitchen is and make yourself an adrenal cocktail. So first things first, you want to put on a robe or if you want to get your clothes on for the day, whatever you do best. I personally like to put on an outfit that I'm just going to go on my little morning walk on. So it's not going to be like my full outfit that I'm wearing to work or anything like that. But I usually put on like a long sleeve and some shorts or whatever time of the year it is, doesn't matter. And and this is something that I'm going to be comfortable going on a walk in because then I'm already in my outfit getting ready to go for a walk. It's pretty easy. Whereas when I go downstairs, my robe, sometimes I feel a little bit more lazy. Then I have to go upstairs and change again. We want to try to cut the amount of decisions you have to make and try to set you up for success by putting these little actions in place that make it easier for you. So what I would recommend, wake up, go to the other side of your room, turn off your alarm, or if you've got another alarm clock, great, leave your phone entirely put on some clothes, go downstairs and make an adrenal cocktail. An adrenal cocktail is essentially very mineral rich water. And this is because the first thing that we want to do is hydrate since you are super, super dehydrated waking up after ideally seven to nine hours of uninterrupted sleep and no food, no water, no 
know nothing. So you're going to be pretty depleted at this state. We want to make sure that we're rehydrating your entire body. And it's much more effective to do this with water and minerals, not just plain water. And trust me, you will feel and notice the difference. When you have water with electrolytes, you will feel more energized. You will feel a little bit more of that like kind of calm energy as opposed to that jittery energy. If you were going to have coffee first thing, for example, and it usually aids in a very healthy bowel movement as well. So we love all of those things. So in your adrenal cocktail, I've listed the, the recipe below, but essentially you're going to have some citrus. So some lemon or lime, you're going to do a quarter to a half teaspoon of a good quality sea salt. And you're going to do aloe vera juice, which is essentially a very dense source of potassium. So I've linked the ones that we use down below. Lily of the desert is my personal favorite and you get the inner filet. You can get on Amazon. You can get at your local grocery store. It's very, very common um, to find. It's very easy. And you're going to mix all that up with some water and then drink through a straw because we want to protect your enamel with the vitamin C and with the, the acidity from the lemon. And then you can get go back upstairs, start getting ready for the day. Or sometimes I'll put it in a water bottle and I'll head out on my morning walk, which takes us into step two. So step one is I guess like step one A and B is you wake up, you don't go on your phone, you get dressed and you go downstairs and you make an adrenal cocktail. You hydrate first thing in the morning. Next, we want to get a little bit of movement in. It can be light movement. It doesn't have to be an hour workout or anything crazy, but we do want to take you on a little walk around the block. Don't wear some sunglasses. Don't even bother putting on sunscreen. It's nice and early in the morning, ideally. And a minimum of 10 minutes, but even just five or 10 minutes. If 10 minutes is still too long, do five. If five minutes is too long, do two minutes. Like literally just try to get yourself in the routine of getting some natural light within that first 30 to 60 minutes of waking. If you are not doing this on a consistent basis, I promise you, you will feel so good. Like even this morning, for example, I didn't have a great sleep. I woke up feeling super groggy and I was like, oh, I wish I slept well. This is so frustrating. And literally it took every fiber of my being to force myself to go on a morning walk. I just woke up, put on my long sleeve, put on my shorts, put on my running shoes, and I grabbed my water bottle, put some like lemon, salt, aloe water in there, took it on a little like 20 minute walk around my little neighborhood in the sun. And I came back feeling less of a headache because I kind of woke up with like a groggy, mild throbbing headache and so much more energy. Came back feeling way better. I also listened to a really great podcast that kind of got me in the mood to start my day, made me feel a little bit more motivated, a bit more inspired. So even just that 15 minute, 20 minute period completely changed the course of my day. I know that if I didn't wake up and go on that walk, I probably would have laid in bed would have kept clicking snooze, would have wasted another hour, or just would have puttered around not really doing anything. And usually when you feel tired and groggy, you're more inclined to go on your phone because you want comfort, you want stimulation when you're feeling slow. And social media, especially TikTok and Instagram, provides that for you. So it's very, you're very vulnerable when you're tired. And that's why if you can literally discipline yourself and bring yourself, I know it's hard, but bring yourself to go on a little walk, I promise you will feel better. So step one, we hydrate. Step two, we try to go on a little walk. If you can't go on a walk, then at the very least, step outside on your patio, your porch, backyard, and just try to get some natural light, even just two to five minutes through your eyes. We're trying to make this as simple as possible so you can follow through with this without a shadow of a doubt. Yes, a 10 minute plus walk is the most ideal, but even if you don't have 10 minutes or that doesn't seem feasible, at least to get started, we want to make sure that you're doing something similar. And it's just the practice of getting outside. And this is the number one thing that's going to reset your circadian rhythm because light, specifically sunlight or natural light, even on an overcast day, since it is 
exponentially stronger when it comes to the brightness and the signal that your brain and body gets when you go outside, even on a, like a pouring rain day compared to inside, it's so much brighter and your body is made to acclimatize to the environment. So when you go outside, you don't have sunglasses on and you're walking around, you're looking around, your body is literally made to be able to figure out what time it is based on where the sun is in the sky, based on how bright it is. Your body knows what to do and now can say, oh, all right, it's 7 a.m. or it's 9.30 a.m. or whatever time it is. Let's make sure that we're doing these different things in our body accordingly so that this person feels amazing throughout the day, so that they have a bit more energy. If it's the morning, we're going to produce some more cortisol. We're going to produce some more feel-good hormones and, and neurotransmitters to get this person ready for the day. Whereas if you stay inside all day, and especially all morning, you're shooting yourself in the foot because your brain and body don't get that same stimulation that wakes you up and makes you feel so much better and more energized. Now you're kind of staying in this more monotone, more uh, complacent, kind of sluggish state where your brain and body's kind of like, meh, I'm kind of awake. I'm kind of not, but I haven't got that blaring signal that jumps me up in the morning. And don't worry if it doesn't happen right away. It might take a little bit of time because now your body needs to learn how to sleep better. And you're going to be learning how to get more energy in the morning, wake up a little bit better. It's just learning. So give your body a grace period. I usually say about two weeks, doing it consistently, you will feel significantly better. So the consistency is key. Yes, you will feel some immediate return because going on a walk outside, looking at the sun, like it's so healing. Everyone loves nature. Everyone loves the sunlight. It feels so good. Your body is wired to crave that and to love that. But over time, you'll really notice the main benefits when you keep doing it day in, day out, even for two to five minutes every morning, but try to work your way up to 10 or more. If you've got a dog or if you've got a partner that you can go on a walk with, try to have someone hold you a little bit uh, like more accountable to this. So of course, a dog is super easy because they want to go on a walk anyways, and they usually get you out of bed. But if you can do this with your partner as well, that's a beautiful way for you guys to spend some time together to hold each other accountable in the morning and just to make sure that you're being more consistent. But at the end of the day, even if it's just you, you can still get yourself to go on that walk. I also find a great thing to do to support this morning walk is either listen to nothing just to get your ducks in a row. You can even just talk to yourself while you're on your morning walk, plan your day, think about what you need to think about, or listen to some music or a really exciting or inspiring podcast. So I usually put on a podcast. That's my favorite thing to listen to in the morning. And it really does help to set the tone if you're listening to something inspiring or motivating in the morning or just interesting, something that makes you want to be a better person. Or maybe it reminds you of something that you've been wanting to think about or something that you forgot. Or it just is a good little takeaway and little lesson that you listen to first thing in the morning, remember that you're so impressionable within that first 30 to 60 minutes. So step one, we're hydrating. In order to hydrate, we are getting out of bed. We're not going on our phone. We're putting on some clothes and we're going downstairs. Step two, we are either taking our adrenal cocktail outside or we're sipping on it as we go back upstairs. Maybe we're getting changed. We're getting ready, whatever you want but try to fit some exercise and even just like a little walk or sit out on your patio within that first 30 to 60 minutes. So it's okay if you need to come back up, put your makeup on, put your clothes on, get ready, maybe take care of the kids a little bit, but try to get outside within that first hour if it's possible. And then when you come back inside, this will not only help to stimulate that appetite because a little bit of movement in the morning helps us get ready for food, helps us feel more hungry. 
it's kind of that whole notion of you're working up your appetite. But since you're getting that signal that it's morning time, your body may feel a little bit more hungry. And at the very least, you may be feeling a little bit more ready for food. Then we want to come back inside and make a full high protein nourishing breakfast. Now, what does this look like? Because we talk about eating a high protein breakfast, eating enough protein throughout the day, because most women under eat this, no matter where you are in your life, it's a very hard to eat enough protein without actively paying attention to it. It's easy usually to get enough healthy fats. It's easy to get enough carbs for sure, but eating enough protein is sometimes really tough. And if you're not actively trying to do it, then sometimes you will just not be doing it more often than not. And what a high protein breakfast looks like is we're either looking at three eggs. And so for example, I had three eggs, a bagel with peanut butter and some leftover kale Caesar from the night before. We also have some uh, high protein breakfast ideas and recipes on our Instagram page at Root and Remedy Wellness. So head there because we've got a full series on that that has all of our favorite uh, high protein dishes and a lot of inspiration for you. You can also do a protein rich smoothie. I will link that recipe as well in the show notes below. Or at the very least, if you're maybe not as hungry in the morning or you don't have as much time or you're just you're just starting to have a little bit of food in the morning, then have a Greek yogurt bowl. Try to have some plain Greek yogurt. If you need to sweeten it, put some honey or maple syrup in there, some blueberries, or I like doing peaches when they're in season, for example, or whatever fruits in season, and then chop up some nuts and seeds. I like almonds and pumpkin seeds, for example, and have some Greek yogurt and some chia seeds. Even if you want a little bit more crunch, that also really helps with your bowel movements. So a yogurt bowl, a protein-rich smoothie, or ideally some eggs or an omelet, something like that would be great. You can also if three eggs isn't your jam, you can do one or two eggs, have some sausage. Like you can really mishmash whatever you need to. We just want to make sure that you're not just having a slice of toast and butter for breakfast or a bagel and cream cheese with nothing else, for example, or you're just having some fruit for breakfast or a protein bar. That's not what we want. We want a full meal, even if you have to work your way up to that, because that is what's going to give your body enough nourishment, enough satiety, and it's going to give you energy to start your day. If you are drinking coffee first, we want to stop doing this because when you spike your stress hormones on an empty stomach, you are literally giving yourself anxiety. You're giving yourself a two to 3 PM slump. You are forcing your body to spike these crazy stress hormones with no nourishment to back it up. So one of the best things that you can do, especially if you are a woman in her fertile years, but usually no matter who you are, you'll feel better doing this is hydrate, go on your walk, have breakfast, and then have your coffee or at the very least drink your coffee with your breakfast, but try not to have your coffee first. Trust me, I was ride or die coffee before food for so long. So I understand if it's hard, but at the very least try to chip away at it maybe once a week and then twice a week, work your way up. But when you feel the difference, you will not want to go back. So this is our simple morning routine. We're hydrating. We're getting some sunlight and some movement, ideally both together. We're coming back in. We're having a nourishing breakfast. We're having whole foods. We're trying to fill our bodies up with a lot of good food. And then we're going to have our coffee. This is also a great time if you do want to do some journaling or a little bit of meditation. This can be at the end, so after your breakfast, or it can be somewhere earlier. So a lot of people like to do meditation or some breath work or a little bit of journaling as soon as they wake up in the morning and then they hydrate and do the rest or after or while they're drinking their water, they're doing some journaling, but a little bit of um, going inwards, connecting with that intuitive nature, journaling, or just getting in touch with your body and the way you're feeling that day is a great thing to do in the morning to set the tone for the day. I love this idea from James Clear. He's the author of Atomic Habits, which is a great book. And I mentioned previous podcasts, but journaling with the question, what do I want? And you write down 
either one thing or you just write down a stream of consciousness. Mel Robbins talks about writing three to five things that you want every single day. And it doesn't matter what they are. Like she, she's like, it could be the Gucci purse. It could be to lose weight. It could be to spend more time with your friends. Like it could be to make more money, like whatever it is, but write a few things that you want. Cause now you're putting yourself in touch with your desires. And that's a really powerful thing to do in the morning, especially when we are our most impressionable. And just like we talked about earlier, if you're not focusing on yourself in the morning, you're going to be very reactive. You're going to be focusing on everybody else. You're going to feel really anxious. You're going to feel like you're swaying with the wind. Whereas say we're waking up and we're putting you first. You're you're like, I'm taking care of my body, myself, my mental health before I go on and I do anything because I know that will make me a better mother, a better partner, a better friend, a better leader, a better employee, whatever it is. That is going to be one of the most important things. So I definitely love getting a little bit of mindfulness in or journaling or even just a few rounds of breath work. So for example, one of my favorite um, rounds of breath work to do is box breathing. So you breathe in for four counts, hold your breath for four counts, breathe out for four counts, hold your breath for four counts. You make a box with your breath essentially. And that's a really beautiful exercise if you don't necessarily have the time to journal or meditation is in your jam or it just feels like a little bit too much of a stretch right now. Everyone has 20 seconds to do a bit of box breathing and you can just do a few rounds of that and I promise you, you will feel really good. You'll help to feel nice, calm energy as opposed to that anxious, scattered energy. And honestly, all this together can take literally half an hour or less. Like it really doesn't have to take a long time. If you need to even shorten it, you can prep your breakfast the night before. Like sometimes I'll prep a yogurt bowl the night before on days that I'm going into the office, for example. Or if I want to take my morning slower, then I'll make myself a big spread. But you really want to work within the confines that you have. So don't worry if you only have 20 minutes. Let's try to make it so that you can fit these three things in in the 20 minutes. Or maybe you fit two of the three. You hydrate and you go on a walk and then maybe breakfast needs to push, get pushed out a little bit and that's okay. As long as you're trying your best and it's the energy and the decision of putting yourself first in the morning, taking care of yourself first and foremost before you go on to taking care of anything else in your day, especially things that aren't as important as your well-being because there are few, very, very few things that are as important as that. Of course, like we were saying, if you've got kids or something that you have to take care of in the morning, we totally understand, but sometimes you can bring them with you, right? You can have them sit out on the porch with you or you can take your baby on a walk in the morning. They would love to spend that time with you. So if you are a mom, it's great to include your children in this morning routine as much as you can. I know that can sometimes be a lot to ask depending on how many kids you have, the ages, all of that stuff. If they're wrestling to get ready for school, we totally understand. But at the very least, you can now start to give yourself a couple weeks to play with this. Maybe you try something and it really doesn't work. And then you try another thing and it fits a little bit better, but it's still not great. Give yourself a grace period to find the structure that works best for you, but try within the first hour of waking to fit in sunlight, movement, and nourishment. And I promise you will feel so, so, so much better. You will sleep more deeply at night because we're supporting the circadian rhythm. And it will just make your day so much more easy breezy. You'll feel more productive. You'll feel more excited about the day. And you'll feel like you're moving towards your goals in a faster way, especially if you are taking that time to connect to your wants and desires. But the sunlight, movement, and nourishment, non-negotiables, if you can, please try to add in a little bit of introspection, whether that's the journaling, the meditation, or the breath work. And that would be a beautiful, beautiful combination to start your day and to make you feel your best. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Root and Remedy podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, if you like our information and find this helpful, then it would mean the world to us if you would leave a five-star rating and review and follow or subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcast. It really helps to get the show out to more people. It shows us the most support and it also allows us to get even better guests so we can bring you the best content possible. And of course, if you want to dive more into our membership, you can use the code podcast for 20% off your first month. Okay, we'll see you next Sunday. Thanks for listening.